Hey everyone, welcome back to the Soul and Success Podcast. This audio is going to be a little bit different than the typical episode because I want to cover the three questions that I ask myself and any of my clients in the coaching side of things or the mentorship side of things rather um, regarding whether you are ready to actually work with whale clients. Um, And the three questions are, how much can you realistically charge today based on your current skill set? Number two, how much should a business be making in terms of revenue to comfortably be able to afford you at that price tag? And then number three, are you working directly under the founder, the CEO, or an actual marketing leader? So these three questions are basically the catalyst for you understanding a little bit better the world where whale clients actually live. And this is these are three questions that honestly, I don't think a lot of you probably ask yourselves today, especially if you are working with clients that are making or that are paying you a thousand to five thousand dollars a month. You typically like when somebody asks you, hey, like, who do you work with? You're like, I work with visionaries and I work for people that are, uh, you know, personal brands that are or I love this one. I work with coaches, consultants or uh, service providers. But you are basically at that moment when you start answering that question that way, you are putting yourself in a box and you're losing a lot of money because you're not really exercising the questions that you should be asking to truly understand how to approach bigger or higher higher paying clients Uh, because those high paying clients they're not going to be coaches consultants or service providers Um, they're going to be organizations they're going to be um big companies that are making a lot of money like you're talking seven to eight figures per month Um, you're going to be talking uh, about companies that have multiple people at the c-suite level you're going to be working with companies that have you know anywhere from 50 to 500 employees and the the one of the things that i typically hear as, uh, as one of the main objections for even approaching big clients like this is that like you don't want to live or you don't want to work in like corporate, right? Like you don't want to do the nine to five thing. You don't want to be, uh, you know, a full time employee. But I and I thought the same way. Uh, especially when I was in, in corporate myself, like I, I did the corporate thing. I tried to climb up the ladder. I did the nine to five. I did the commuting from center city or to center city in Philadelphia. And I thought that in order for me to get to the next level or, you know, reach the pinnacle, I had to proceed in a very linear way, which was, you know, do my best, get a promotion once or twice, a, uh, you know, once every two years and and hope and pray that a space would be open for me. But I as I went into entrepreneurship and I quit my nine to five, my corporate career, and I started diving into becoming an online service based business. And obviously I went through a lot of iterations with this and and versions and, and you no, know, I had to gather tons of experience. I had to 
work with i mean at this point hundreds of clients to really get to a point where i was able to kind of like circle back into corporate but with a newfound confidence to actually ask for what i want and maybe there is a shorter way to do this maybe you don't have to quit your nine to five and continue that linear career path um and maybe is because i don't know maybe there was a lot of things that i needed to actually learn but i i did a loop and for a while like a year ago or a couple months ago even i used to say that i quit my corporate career for self-sovereignty but in reality i didn't quit my corporate career I I redefined my corporate career and once I was able to look at it from that perspective of like I don't have to do corporate like we typically see it today I could continue to navigate corporate but on my own terms and you know that includes the time that I spend at work um, that includes how much money I get paid um, and that includes the kind of team I want to work on and the kind of projects I want to work on. And when I realized that I could redefine my corporate career, um, that was a game changer for me. And it all started with these three questions, right? And you know, the reason why I even brought, I'm bringing up these three questions is because I have a free um, ebook called The Marketer's Compass, which is a, an ebook that helps you chart your path to ideal clients um, as a woman in marketing. And one of the sections in the book talks about these three questions. And I wanted to go and deep dive into why these questions are positioned this way um, and what, what happens after you actually answer these questions correctly and honestly um, to your business and to your service. Um, so the first question, how much can you realistically charge today based on your current skill set? Um, this is a huge one for me because a lot of times what we hear on inside this bubble that we're in is, is that you are supposed to be charging what you're worth. And that cannot be further from the truth of the matter. When you are working or dealing with whale clients or corporate clients, clients that truly have the budget to pay you 10 20 i mean i've gotten paid nineteen thousand dollars a month um you know you 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 can't just put like you know slap a price on your service and say oh this is how much i'm worth you have to let the market actually tell you how much you're worth and there are a lot of different things there are a lot of nuances to what i'm saying to you like this is just very basic ba very basic foundational information i'm sharing with you but the journey of actually answering this question how much can you realistically charge today based on your current skill set is very very intrinsic because first and foremost you do have to tap into the market you have to do your market research how much is the person is a person that with my skill set actually getting paid in corporate and how much can i charge right now you have agencies out there that are charging crazy amounts of money um, for things that are very basic and then there's the other spectrum of agencies out there that are lowballing so hard that it's kind of difficult for you to to compete 
uh, case in point, like a Facebook ads manager, for example, like, you know, you can be in, in corporate, you can have a, you know, seven to $8,000 a month salary to do what you would probably charge two to $3,000 for, because what you're currently doing as a Facebook ads manager, it's actually an entire seat is an entire role in the company, right? Like you want somebody that is basically looking at the ads on a day-to-day basis by the hour, a person that is auditing the funnels, a person that is reviewing, you know, the entire tech stack on the back end, the person that is creating new strategies for demand gen, for lead gen, like, you know, it's a person that should be fully dedicated nine to five, five days a week. And so, companies out there are willing to pay that much money for the right Facebook advertiser or the paid advertiser that can actually take that company to the next level. Now, the problem is, is that you have to kind of look at yourself in the mirror, right? Like, are you actually that good, right? Are you actually that good across all different platforms? Like, are you good at Facebook ads and Google ads and LinkedIn ads? Or have you only delve into Facebook ads because you only work with coaches, but you've never really tried doing the e-com thing or you've never really tried to do LinkedIn ads and you haven't even like, you don't even understand what that looks like, right? That's a big problem. But, you know, if it's not a big problem if you're just starting, but if you are trying to get to the level where you're, you're charging, you know, tons of money for this, you have to become a master at the platforms, right? At the channels from which you actually, you know, execute your expertise on, right? So for example, a paid advertiser. A paid advertiser should know how to run paid advertising on multiple channels. It's not just one channel, right? That's not, how, that's not where you're valuable at. You're supposed to create value by mastering all like an omni-channel approach. Same thing with social media managers. And this is why, you know, we are in such a weird space in the online world because we, as marketers, we promise this one little piece. Oh, you can grow your business to seven figures if you master Instagram but the reality of the matter is is that as a social media manager you should be able to be a master of instagram TikTok, linkedin whatever whatever like you should have the foundational um, knowledge and beyond that a, a mastery of what social media marketing is and if you if you these 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 thoughts that I'm trying to spark to you today, um, you know, are part of that journey of understanding what your value is in the market. Like you have to be true to yourself. You have to be honest. Like, are you truly a master in these things? Like somebody can throw me in the frying pan today and I can whip up strategy and marketing and I can execute it because I know the tech stack. Tech stacks don't really bother me right like i can do i can do planable i can do hootsuite i can do metrical or i can run ads on facebook ads like and google ads and linkedin ads and i can you know whip up something on on canva just as well as in adobe and 
but but I know I I know that I bring that to the table because I'm a marketing director. So I have to be able to like I have to be able to be at that level, right? Like the marketing director level should know how to do each particular um part of marketing very very well so that if that person needs to be by themselves for whatever reason for whatever period of time that person can move the needle in the business same thing with any other type of specialization that you might have that you know that you know it could be facebook ads social media management copywriting and and with copywriting it's also very interesting right because you know, you could say like, well, Emily, I'm just a copywriter that writes blog content. Yeah, but how does that blog content impact the bottom line of the business? Like, are you strategically creating blog content or are you just writing whatever the business owner or the marketing director or whoever tells you to write? Right. So these are things. Are you, you know, are you SEO specialized? Right. Like you need to really come to terms with that. And you know, one of the things that I would recommend is number one, look at the market, see again, how, how much is a person, entry level person getting paid for the, the kind of, um, execution that you do. And then get honest with yourself and really ask yourself at what level can you actually execute and deliver the things that you say you deliver? Are you entry level? Are you less than entry level? Are you now a master in your craft? Can you can you do this with your eyes closed? Are you so confident in what you do that you can t- you can offer a 30% increase in the bottom line of a business within X amount of months? Can you can you guarantee a percentage of improvement in the company whether that's revenue, whether that's like a direct bottom line impact or whether that is brand equity impact, like we, we need to come to terms with that, right? So question number two is how much should a business be making to comfortably be able to afford you at that price tag? A lot of times uh, at the beginning, and I, I, I made the mistake of actually saying yes to co- clients that couldn't really afford me. Um, and I knew it and, and I was, you know, I was in a tight spot or, I was really excited because I thought that we were, you know, the decision maker, the CEO or whoever, uh, and I were vibing. I felt good because like we got along, we liked each other. Um, we It felt nice at the beginning because they were excited for the possibility of me coming in and really, you know, growing their business. But nowadays, I want to make sure that the business can comfortably be able to afford me because and it's not just me afford what comes with me (laughs) and that means that like they have the budget to test new things they have the budget to use paid advertising they have the budget for a certain level of production Uh, they have the budget for certain types of campaigns for certain types of events for certain types of uh, collaborations and partnerships because it would do them no good to hire someone like me and then use all of the money that they have for marketing on someone like me, right? Like they should have anywhere from two to three times what I, what I would basically, you know, what I, what I'm, what I'm worth, right? So it's important that you understand that, like, and one of the best ways to do this if for, to answer question number two is, 
if if you had a perfect client and a perfect project what would that look like how many tools like what kind of tools do you need how much budget would you ideally want to have in order to really get that started for you or get that going for you um you know what kind of team uh composition you have like do you have several people um you know working with you graphic designer a copywriter so that way you don't have to do the the graphic designing and the copywriting yourself um and things like that then on question number three are you working directly under the founder the ceo or a marketing leader or something else right and the reason why you want to really like get down with this information is because understand that whoever you're working directly under you're gonna have to actually answer to so you don't want to answer to someone like a founder or CEO if you don't like the heat, right? Like these people are really busy. A lot of times they're having to deal with really big, big problems in business and they don't have the patience to deal with someone that may be struggling with increasing the social media or growing social media, right? That's not something that they should be worried about. You may want to work with someone who is a buffer between you and the founder or you and the CEO who has a good relationship with the CEO who is able to communicate with that CEO and then allows you enough space to actually execute at the highest level possible without distractions from CEO coming down on you asking you about results because we all know that marketing takes time it's not something that you know overnight you're gonna have like a like an amazing situation happening it takes time to like really get down and crack the code on whatever company no matter how much expert experience you have or expertise you have it does take time so you want to kind of start asking yourself those questions now you might say i really just want to work with small businesses well if you want to work with small businesses understand that you'll be probably working directly with the founder with the ceo and there is a lot of emotional friction there as well um you know and just you know keep your mental healthy at that point uh because it's true you know founders again are dealing with big big problems big business problems problems like uh budgeting problems like you know how to make more money or how to like move the money around the business and if you are not directly involved in uh bottom line stuff like you know revenue generating things then um i would recommend to always have a buffer between you and the ceo anyways that's it for this episode and i hope that you found it useful and i'll see you on the next one